Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I am who I am. My name is my motherfucking name. And welcome into episode 55 of the greatest podcast of all time. Shooting the shit with Sands, man. Listen. Hunter! We know the schedule went to 17 games. There ain't two bye weeks. You're the fucking greatest, man. You're the fucking greatest. You can't be doing that. I know, but I'm back. I'm back in the building, baby. And we'll get into that. First off, we got to address something. This Drew Brees fucking birthmark on my face, okay? This is what we call dehydration. Okay, guys, when I'm in Louisiana heat and I'm drinking half a gallon of water, that's a shit ton of water. That's probably more than most people intake, right? Put in 64 ounces of water in my body. Too bad in Louisiana, when you step outside, it's a fucking, it's like it's raining, but it's sunny. It's so humid out here. So you instantly sweat. So I'm sweating out all the fluids. And did I drink a lot of whiskey two days in a row? I did. And it stays here for an hour and a half because I have Von Willebrand syndrome. And the fucking... Your, your capillaries and shit don't fill your scars quickly. So I got to moisturize it like a, a lunatic. Putting lotion on my face and shit. I feel insane. <clears throat> but, you know guys, I got to say, I missed it. I'm excited for this pod. I'm kind of nervous. Let's lower the light down a little bit. Kind of nervous for this pod, man, to be honest with you. We all cleared up on the camera. Uh, are we? Let's see. Hold on. There we go. Okay. Listen, everybody has personal shit going on, right? I had some personal shit too. Nothing too serious. I was paying back some debts I missed off on getting laid off on COVID. My mind was on that. I was I was on my real life shit. This is my hobby that I will eventually make a living. Not I want to, I can, I will make this a living of mine. You know, so it's it's one of those things that happens, man. I got priorities. You know what I'm saying? So... For once, I actually picked uh, the right first priority, you know. Back in the day, it was weed over school. Um, it was weed over school, eating, and making money. I mean, had them right, didn't I? Um, and, you know, I was on Xbox a lot. And I know what you're saying. Well, wh what the fuck does you playing Xbox have anything to do with recording a podcast? Listen, this is my little therapy session, man. This is my little... Like, I don't talk, I really am not that social of a person in a place I don't know. You know, I'm not around my homies and shit. I'm not out here talking to a lot of people. I talk to my girlfriend at home. That's about it. And uh, I was on Xbox a lot. And when you're in a, <clears throat> a party with like four to six of your childhood friends, you get all the talking energy you can get. And I'm annoyed with them talking. They're just screaming in my fucking ear for six hours, right? And it really just made me like not forget about the pod. That would mixed with, with, um, the personal shit. It it just made me go, okay, well, this pod's gonna take a little bit. I actually did two two. I've done three runs on this podcast. The first one was a test pod for thirty minutes. It was trash. It was horrible. It was horrific. The last two, my camera was choppy, and I got a corrupted file. I mean, I'm going through it. I'm going through it, but I'm coming back with you with some energy, man. I'm still here. I want to do this shit, man, you know? And, uh, oh, and on the last one, I used a fucking computer mic again. I forgot how to use technology. Technology is like, uh, people think that 
it's like the Floyd Mayweather John Jones effect with technology. You beat it for two rounds and out of twelve, and everybody says you won the fight. You think you won the fight, but you didn't. You're never gonna beat technology, bro. You're never gonna do it. You, you swing, you hit it a couple times, like, oh I could I got I, I won that round, I won that round, I won the other round. You know, you're being aggressive, but they just keep hitting fucking back, don't they? They just keep hitting you over and over again. And you never win. Um yeah, man, so how y'all doing, huh? How we doing? I'm looking exceptionally thin today. Looking good as fuck, I may say. Um, y'all doing okay? COVID's, you know, mass mandates off in, <clears throat> in Texas, now Louisiana. We get to go outside again. We get to hear a Drake album outside. We get to hear a Drake album outside? Have y'all ever seen me when a new Drake album is outside? Have you seen me? Have you seen me hit the, I'll be hitting this, I'll be doing the his mannerisms, I'll be just doing this shit that he does, he's saucy, he took it from Sauce Walker, I just do his shit, and me and Drake are very similar when it comes to our look, right, you see me, you see him, correct, we're exactly alike, we look a lot alike, right, um, and honestly, I, I don't see how, I haven't got a DM from Serena, right, I don't see how that hasn't happened. Maybe I'm crazy. Riri, I'm here. Nia, I'm kidding. Shit. Oh, speaking on Nia, she's out of here. Not out of all my life, thank God. I don't know where I would be. Let me tell you. She's gone out of town, right? She's out of town. This shit is all up in my face, bro. Here, let me lower it again. Do this. She's out of town, right? And this place has turned into a fucking frat house, bro. It's a frat house in my fucking apartment. I had truly cans everywhere. Fucking my Hooters wing sat there for a day. Disgusting human I am. I am a disgusting human. I wasn't drinking water like I was supposed to. You know, your woman's always like, did you drink the water today? Did you eat today? I'm over here starving myself. You know, it was horrible. And, and one of the that's one of the few luxuries men have in life, right? We get to, when, you're, when your lady's gone and the roommate's gone, I get to shout, bitch! It's my fucking house. When Jimmy Butler hits an and one, I and one. I get to do that. I get to do that because I'm in my house now. I'm, I'm in control of this bitch, man. When they're here, I have no control. When they're here, I have no control. And, and the luxury of them leaving is, you know, you, you just get to lay on the bed by yourself. Put on that TV. Click the Internet Explorer. Get the Vaseline and spank it to the 65 inch. And this is a luxury in a man's life. That's all I'm saying. Seeing porn in HD on a 60 inch is bananas. You're there. You're it's VR. It's basically VR. I don't have to look at this screen, this little baby screen. I cracked my shitty phone finally. I will improve now to an iPhone. Um and you know, it's it's one of those things, man. Beating it off to a 65 inch is fun. It's a really, really good experience, honestly. But yeah, man, so another thing with the pod, I, I find it very hard to make content two times a week for the NBA. Um, and I think just thinking out loud here, I have to cover the nationally televised games, I guess, you know, make a point out of that. Um, 
really hone in on the heat more. I know I've been trying to avoid that almost for some reason, and that's one of my strongest points is talking about the heat, right? Um, as we get a win today over Charlotte, beautiful win. Now is the five seed. We are the five seed now in the East. We are coming for the four. We have Boston twice. It's going to be interesting. And it's just hard to make content. Try to find points within little stretches of the season. And now that we're coming down to the playoffs, this is where I'm going to get my shit. You know what I mean? I'm getting into it, man. So it's going to be real fun for this pod, and it's going to be easier to make content. I'm getting some interviews. Ooh, we're going to have some NFL draft content. And just conversations. I'm just talking to people. This isn't some, so what do you think of this pick? I will talk about that, but I'm not just having them on to do that shit. They're some of my closest friends. I'm just going to talk. You know what I mean? Dude, this mic is in my fucking grill. Do I need to back this up? Oh, that does help. Back it up a little bit. Back, back, back it up. Um, But yeah, man, you know, simple shit like that. But on the today's podcast, right, we're doing the MVPs, um, the top five, and I'm going to go off NBA.coms, and I'm going to give you my top five and who I think will end up winning it. It's pretty obvious to me. Um, and then I'm going to do my All-NBA, and then I'm going to talk about Bron Bron's comeback, right, and what that means, and the discussions I've had with my friends, not really an NBA media discussion, but a discussion I've had with my friends that's pissing me off. They're saying I'm dumb because I called him the best player in the world just because he had an ankle injury. Dude, this guy goes out for a month. Once again, we called Kawhi the best player in the world because he beat the JV fucking warrior squad bro y'all were give him the crown man give him the king's castle man no motherfucker no okay it's not how this works you gotta dethrone the king he couldn't even make it to his fucking castle door last year right he couldn't okay so before i get into the mvp thing i'm gonna see if this camera's fixed all right we have to see this, because if it doesn't work, I'm going to have a full audio fucking podcast, and I'll insert this part into that, all right? But I think I got it fixed, so we're going to see real quick. It's not going to be a break, no ad break. We're just going to jump right back into it. Hold up, well there. We got it working, man. <clears throat> Another thing I wanted to address before I get in these M- in MVPs things, I'm not joking. I could pull up the DMs. Listen, I'm tired. I- I'm- I always talk my shit, but I'm back off a two-week break. I'm going to talk my real shit here. Listen, you quit asking me. I have over 10 DMs, 10 people asking me to be on the podcast. See, Daniel publicly did it, and I think he fucks with the podcast, right? But if you don't support my podcast, like, read, dude, asking for retweets is like, it seems thirsty, right? It seems like, why the fuck see who cares? Bro, that's how you get your podcast out there, right? And people, I get over 250 impressions on my tweets. That means people click on it and see the video, but they don't retweet it. And I always wondered why that was, mostly when I got people who don't retweet it in my DMs asking to be on my fucking podcast. You know how ridiculous that is for you to ask to be on my fucking podcast? You have no, you don't ever support it. Don't publicly go, oh my God, yo, H, this shit's fire. None of that shit. You have the audacity to come, try to come on here and be a, like, tr- basically you're, you're saying, oh, I'm funny, I'm interesting. Why don't I get on your podcast so maybe people will go, ooh, he needs his own podcaster. Why don't y'all make a duo podcast? 
man, fuck you. Fuck you. Asking to be on my fucking podcast. Bitch. Fuck you. Sit down somewhere. Bitch. MVP voting, hmm? Let's get into the shits, right? <laughs> oh, I'm back, baby. Um, So, the MVP top five, according to NBA.com, number one, Jokic, number two, Joel, number three, Luka, number, f- or number three, Giannis, number four, Luka, number five, Steph. And I, I didn't really describe what I'm going to go over here. It's not going to be like, these are my five and I'm done. I want to explain what I think the award should be. And there is hypocrisies in my theories as well. Just like the media has super is super hypocritical when they make MVPs MVPs. You know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> that's what I'm going to get into as well. My definition of most valuable, all that shit. So, and this is my top five, right? Uh, they had Jokic, Joel, Giannis, Luka, Steph. This is my top five. I got Jokic, Joel, Steph, Giannis, Luka. And with that rating, it is kind of hypocritical because Luka's at the bottom, as I'm going to explain. So, the way that I rank MVPs, you do get hurt with somebody like Joel if he's out, um, and they still win, which they did. They had a great record without him. They look great. Now, am I taking away from his value? Fuck no. So, with Joel, he goes off the team. That team still, to me, is a four to five seed in the East, if not easily a four seed, right? But with Joel, what do you think of them? I, they're my favorites to come out the East still. Still, even with Brooklyn doing that shit to the Bucks today, and they lost, but even with them showing that KD can still drop 40 when healthy, I still have the Nets, or the, the, the Nets getting beat by the fucking 76ers. I just do. It's just my thing. So that's what that's the value of Joel. You can't. You can't take for granted one player making a team a championship contender. The difference between possibly a first round and out team to a championship contender, that's not a big difference. That's a that's a a franchise may rebuild without them difference. You get what I'm saying? So you can't take that for granted. So and when I say when I say take them out the lineup, I have to describe this because people are like well, that means their backup is in their place, right? No. I'm talking about if you take Joel out, put any starting center, right? A starting quality center. A starting quality center averages what in this this NBA? 14 and 10, I would imagine. 14 and 9, something along those lines. A quality starting center. So put that in this place, right? That team's still pretty fucking good. I think with Dwight Howard starting, they're pretty fucking good. He's just not willing to do the minutes now because he's a little bit older. But guys like Steph and Luka, right? And I'll tell you why Jokic has the biggest advantage, honestly. Um, Steph and Luka, if you take them off that team, they are G League rosters, and I'm not trying to be funny. They are horrible. And the way that we're looking at Steph now, we are forgetting he doesn't even have a complete squad out there still. Clay Thompson hasn't played a, he hasn't dribbled a basketball. Draymond Green was out for a little bit. And James Wiseman is out for the season. And James Wiseman is not a star player, but he's a damn good basketball player. Damn good basketball player. And he was fun to watch while he was in. I'm lowering this mic. I have to see my eyes. Um, and for me, that has to be taken into account as well. He's down two starters. 
with a team that shouldn't even be close to making the playoffs, and they're right there within the play-in spot. You take Steph off that team, they may be the 16 seed. They may be the 16 seed, 15 seed, whatever. Same with Luka. Steph's out here averaging 31, leading the league in scoring. Oh, shit, y'all hear that shit? Fucking dog. Two dogs got in a fight outside. Fucking two dogs just got in a fight. Like, had to be a chihuahua. Anyways, I got a text. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Sorry, guys. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. My niece is so adorable. Anyways, just getting pictures of my niece. Steph is averaging 31 points. Third season in a row averaging five rebounds. Six assists. Six assists, bro. Luka's averaging, what, 28, not 8, and 9? Embiid is 31, 11, two blocks almost. Giannis is doing what Joel's doing with six assists. And Jokic is doing what Giannis is doing. Right? And... Without Luka, like I was saying, that team is ass. Swamp ass. But horrible. Terrible. He just had a performance that may leap him up my ladder, to be honest with you. No Porzingis. We have to take that into account with Luka, too. So now I'm in my head, I'm already like, oh, should I put him higher? Um, it has to be his seeding that really is hurting his argument for me, to be honest. Uh, and this isn't my prediction. This is me literally rating who I think should be top five. And... The thing with Luca, what was I saying? Oh, without Porzingis, he doesn't have a starter. He doesn't have a starter in either. And we are going to highlight every single time my ass is right, bro. With the head bob, bitch. Listen, man. I what I tell y'all two to three months ago. It's one of my first videos I made on YouTube. Have you seen MFFL Twitter? Have you seen that? They want Porzingis on the first bus out of town. Who the fuck? Who the fuck? I was way ahead of the curve on that. I was. Period. I said, you're going to look up in three years. He's going to play 130 games in that uniform. And you're going to be sick. Because guess what? Beginning of the season, people know he's injury prone. But they're looking. He was still playing at the beginning of the season. He wasn't playing a lot, but he was playing. He's playing. He was playing a much more high, per high percentage of games than he is now. And people are looking at that as he still has value. Am I saying they could have traded for Bradley Beal? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't think so. I would imagine not. And it looks stupid to say that now. I'm talking about then. I'm talking about then. And every year, Porzingis is going to have that label of if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. And when that is your second best player, you're fucked to me. You're fucked. That team is fucked. Because how are you, as a teammate, when you know that's what that guy is, going to go, okay, he's played 40 games in a row. We're good now. Never. It's always going to be in the back of your head. I'm going to have to do it without this guy eventually. I'm going to have to. And Lucas said, fuck it. I'm doing it without him. I don't give a fuck. And I read that interesting article on uh, Luca and Porzingis not liking each other coming from the owner's mouth. And I don't think he should have said nothing about it. I, I really don't think he should have said shit about it. He said it was like Steve Nash and Dirk or something like that. Yeah, too bad they were fucking winning games, bro, with each other, not one dude by himself. Um, 
So, like, for Jokic, the, the true advantage Jokic has over anybody on this list, he has not been hurt. We have never seen the Nuggets without him because he doesn't move, so he can't get hurt. Knock on wood, I don't ever want people to get hurt. He can't get hurt. He can't. He can't get hurt. Like, he just can't. He doesn't move. He moves slower than I do. Like, it's insane how he even scores, and he's he's missing a an elite number two in the league. In a top five, six number two in the league, probably top three. Talking about a clutch shooting, big-time shot maker, playoff performer, and Jamal Murray, who they will miss at the end of the season, man. Towards the end here, they're going to miss him so much. But they continue to be a consistent team. They're very consistent without them, and it just shows uh, Luka. Uh, Jokic's greatness to me. It truly does, man. It's uh, He's been a, a, a fun, fun guy to watch, you know. And for Giannis, um, with him, the reason he is four, he has a number two. He's got a number three. He's got a great coach. He's got Robin Lopez. Like, without him, that team makes the playoffs to me easily. I'm talking about easily, bro. Like, easily makes the playoffs. I'm not saying they're a fucking three seed, but they make the playoffs. They have enough talent that team to win. If fucking uh, Coach Bud can take that Hawks team with four All-Stars, bro, they had Jeff Teague, Kent Bazemore, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, and Al Horford. That was their starting lineup, bro. And that was a fucking playoff team. A 66-win one seed. Not just a playoff team. A 66-win team. So... Yeah, I think he could do something with the with the Hawks or the Bucks team that he has now. Um, but yeah, so that's really and oh, I didn't get into my actual thing. Jesus Christ, I look at pure value, right? And to extend my point, once again, this is another thing I'm trying to improve on on the podcast to touch on it quickly. I have been cutting myself short on points. Then I go back and listen, and I was like, shit, I had another two minutes because I don't want to be long winded. But sports podcast. They're not long-winded. You have so much in one point that you can make. And people want that information. They don't want limited information that they can get anywhere, right? So what I'm looking for in the MVP to get back to that is true value, right? True value. And what is that? To me, true value is yes. Uh, Let's get past examples here, right? Um, Shaq getting beat out by Steve Nash two years in a row. Now, do I think Steve Nash was the best player on that Suns team? You're like, absolutely yes. See, I have a different argument here. I think Amari Stoudemire was a better player than Steve Nash at that moment. What what the fuck? This dude is a basketball pod? Yes, bro. I honestly believe Amari Stoudemire was a better player. Does that mean he is a greater player than Steve Nash? Fuck no. Could anybody have ran that offense like Steve Nash? No. Talking about talent-wise, Amari Sotomar, go look up his fucking numbers. And then people forget, in 2010, when he got put on the Knicks before Melo got there, go look at his numbers then. He was still averaging 20 and 10. Still. But the value of Steve Nash, right? Nobody can run that offense like Steve Nash. Nobody. Nobody could run that pick-and-roll, fast-paced, D'Antoni team like Steve Nash. It was a perfect fit. And do I think Shaq deserved one? I think he only had one MVP trophy. Did he even get, I think he got one. 
He deserves way more than one. If he even got one. I think he got one. Did he get one? Fuck. Anyways, he deserved more than whatever he got. And Steve Nash, to me, did not deserve that. But that's also hypocritical of me. Just like the media. Some days, it's the guys with the best stats, right? Depends on the seeding you get. Depends on, like when Dirk got it. It was seeding. And he balled out that year. Is it, to you, is it best player? Because LeBron should, everybody says LeBron should be the MVP every year. I truly believe that too. Now, as he comes down the, the back end of his career, I don't believe that to be true. But that year, D-Rose won. Value-wise, I would say Derrick Rose was more valuable than LeBron, right? You're like, okay, this dude's opinions. What in the fuck is he talking about? Listen, that team without D-Rose ain't shit either. They went, they won 60 games in a season. You take LeBron off that Heat team, which was proven years down the line after he left us, D, an old D-Wade and Chris Bosh were one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals. We were a game seven away from the Eastern Conference Finals, and we had multiple injuries. Multiple. And we were one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals without LeBron, right? That just shows to me, prime D-Wade and prime Bosh, yeah, they're going to do all right, bro. I promise they're going to be okay. Now, there's other years like James Harden. A, a stat sheet stuffer. Russell Westbrook should have got MVP that one year. He led the the first time D, uh, Durant left. And he, he was going bonkers. Or did Katie get hurt? I forgot. Um, I th- it was when he got hurt. I think it's when he got hurt. I think so. Um, and they got the 8 seed or something like that. Or the 7 seed or something like that. And Westbrook was going bananas every game. He deserved the, the MVP that year. And I think the first year Russ averaged a triple-double. He deserved the MVP that year. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it is the narrative behind it and all that. But I want to know what y'all think. Do y'all think it's stats? Do y'all think it's fucking uh, the actual uh, value? Or do y'all think it's the best player on the best record team? Because that's really what it's been over the course of a couple years. It's Now, I'm not saying Giannis wasn't dominant. But most of the time, it's A.O. This motherfucker, like Steph Curry stats. It's been stats or best player on the top seed. That's what it is. I don't think value comes into it at all. Or a lot of lower seeded teams would have an MVP on their team. It's just not true. You know, sometimes the most valuable player in the league is the reason you don't get a fucking lottery pick and you make the playoffs. And I think that should be recognized more than don't get it twisted. It is amazing to be the best player on the best team in the league. But I think those guys that just get their teams to fuck stay afloat to be relevant should be appreciated more. That's all I'm saying. So with that being said, man, I'm going to get to a commercial break. We're going to come back with these all-NBA teams. Hmm? It's the beginning of the month, end of the month, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, man, I got some all-NBA for you. I got them. So y'all sit tight through a commercial break. I'll be right back. I'm back, man. Second part of the pod, different day. It's almost like a new intro, right? So... Talking on Nia being gone, it's been less than 24 hours since Nia's been gone, and I've, I'm lost. I'm fucking lost. I can't sleep. I'm wearing her fucking clothes. I'm a bitch. I, I'm, I'm the woman of the relationship. I am the beta. I'm the fucking beta. All right? I started drinking water like, Nia would want me to do this. Oh, oh I'll drink water. Fuck. I got mismatching socks on. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, man. 
I literally my sleep anxiety ran through the roof when she left. I'm dead tired. I had work. I had to get up for work at six thirty, bro. I went to bed at four forty-five, and I was trying to sleep. Lights off, laying down, not thinking about shit, not thinking about nothing. Just like, huh? Well, I wish I had someone to cuddle me. God damn, I'm a mess. Baby, please come back to me. God damn. Y'all like that, uh, the Kendrick intro? That shit has me feeling like I can rap, though. Damn. So, what y'all don't know is I, I listen to the intro before every pod to get the energy right. Right? You gotta get the energy right for the pod. So, that shit's straight bars, you know what I mean? Should I, you know what? Should I, should I spit an eight right now? Off, off top, dome. Uh. Uh. Get that beat. Oh, uh, yeah. When she take that meat, I get her running like track. Uh, what you know about what I know about? Nothing. I come from school uniforms and clear backpacks. What? Give me a beat. I will get on. I rapped when I was like 16. Bars. Bars for days. Then I realized my role in society, you know, just the cool white guy. I don't, I don't have to be in the studio, you know. (laughs) Oh, shit. Man. Fuck, how we doing, man? God damn, it's been a good day. I'm tired of shit. Came in with the energy, though, man. Listen, we are getting right into the All-NBA talks, and I'm going to talk about Dwayne Dedman, Chris. I'm going to talk about Dwayne Dedman, Chris. They're the audacity to post his per 75 possessions. Nut shit. Jesus. All right, so listen. We're doing this All-NBA stuff. I'm talking about the Heat. Um... I need to see if I have those clips. If I do, then I'll post them for my seven recorded podcasts before this because this fucking camera was fucking up. Watch it do it again. You know what? Before we get to the All-NBA, I'm checking this shit because I'm on fire right now and I can feel it. I can feel this podcast. Just the tectonic plates are moving. They're spreading. They're coming together. They're coming together to create the greatest pod I've ever put out. So let's fucking take a break. Literally, I'll be right back. It's editing. It's editing. I'll be right back. Okay, it's working. Oh, baby. <laughs> We're getting into a fucking good pod, baby. All NBA teams. Got my hair. The fucking bandana's worse than the hat. I realize that. My hair is out of control. By the way, I'm probably going to cut it off. Not all the way. I'm not going crazy. But, like, this shit is down to my chin. Like, past my chin. I need to cut that shit. And I looked at the video. I look super fat. In this fucking this shirt, I'm not that fat, okay. I'm obviously self conscious about my body. Just don't body shame me. Fuck. All right, here we go, baby. Podding today, baby. Woo! Hey! All right, Steph Curry is no. I just ruined it, didn't I? We're going third team first, man. Listen, and y'all have to realize this shit was last week. I made this shit last week. All right, 
I did. I, I did. I made it last week. It is what it is, man. So maybe some guys had performances and they're highlighted. I'm looking at the whole season, right? So injuries. Kyrie, James Harden, Kevin Durant, not making the squad. LeBron, AD, not making the squad. They're not. Not making the squad at all. Um, Who else didn't make the squad? Uh, nobody really crazy. Nobody crazy. Yeah, not, nobody crazy. Okay. So third team at point guard. Oh, I've hated on him in the past. And he is what he is. He is a fucking... There we go. He is a inefficient playoff bum, right? But he's still one of the greatest players of, that I've ever seen play basketball. It is Russell Westbrook on the third team. Listen. And you know what's crazy? I'll just say it. Bradley Beal didn't make a list. And he probably will in real life. But to me, the impact of Russell Westbrook... Like, some of his stat lines this year have been crazy. And he comes back from... He didn't miss that many games. That's the thing. People aren't realizing he didn't miss a lot of games. He played unhealthy. He didn't play particularly well, but his stats were there. You know? He's averaging 22-11-11. and 11. He's averaging triple-double again. And I think, once again... Guys like Westbrook, uh, I think I spoke on on the pod. I don't know which what exists on this podcast anymore. I've recorded so fucking many of them. I don't know if I said it. But uh, I think on one of my recordings, I was speaking on how there's a lot of underrated, um, underrated careers in the NBA, and Ru Russell Westbrook's getting up there with those. Uh, yeah, I think it was on one of the ones that fucked up. I was speaking on how Steph Curry had 30 points in 11 straight games, and Harden did it in 32. And I think that Harden has one of the vastly underrated careers. People acting like he hasn't been to Western Conference Finals and almost beat the greatest team of all time in the Warriors with Kevin Durant. He was 27 threes in a row. That's what happened. That's really that happened in an NBA basketball game, bro. 27 threes in a row. That's what had that's what stopped him from beating them, you know? And uh was that the year without Chris Paul too? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he tore, his hammy. he tore his hammy fucking seven years in a row. But Westbrook is getting up there, you know, with those narratives on the MVP I was speaking on. Westbrook didn't, he he got the narrative one year, and then he kept doing, he's averaged almost a triple-double five years in a row, and he just doesn't get his due. So to me, he makes an all-NBA team. Now, their record may hold them back. This is my personal list. This is not a prediction, by the way. I hope y'all get that. I'm giving personal lists. I don't give a fuck what the media says. Those guys are favoritism-built fucking idiots. I'll just say it. If it ain't Brian Windhorse or Zach Lowe or Marks, get them the fuck out. Go, go with Paul Pierce. The rest of you, go with fucking Paul Pierce. I don't care. Jesus. At the two guard, we have Devin Booker, who has been a model of consistency in his very young career. People forget he's only, what, 24? Like... And if he's 25, he just turned 25, you know. He's 25, 4-4, four and four, one of the best mid-range jump shooters in basketball, an underrated playmaker. I've talked about this a lot with Devin Booker. His passing ability is up there, man. Like, y'all have to realize, I think last year and the year before, he averaged over five assists, and one year he averaged six assists. And we're talking about when he's playing with bombs. But now he has Chris Paul on his team, and you know how that works. You get an elite point guard on your team, and... You get to do your job finally. Devin Booker just gets to go out there and fucking shoot and score buckets. Rudy Gobert, he said, I'm Charles Woodson.
Janelle Robinson. Like, bro, come on now. Bum ass. Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year. <laughs> Fucking dummy. All right, at the first forward spot, he's going to make it, goddammit. He's making a team no matter what. Bam Adebayo is making an all-NBA team. He is. I'm sorry, he's 19-9-5. And he has become, after the Jimmy Butler bully ball uh, comments, Bam ain't letting nobody off the hook, man. His He's back to that. Because he had some games where he was scoring 13, but he would have 12 assists or whatever, you know. But he's back to what he was at the first 25-game stretch without Jimmy, where his worst games are 18 points, where he plays a whole game. You know, like when we fuck up the Cavs, he still goes for, I think he went for 18, 10, and 9. I mean, good God, he's a sinner. A sinner, right? Um... And he's just been incredible. He improved his free throw shooting. His mid-range is a bucket. He's even gotten better in the post with his moves, even though he can improve still, which is scary. They call him no ceiling for a reason, man. This dude's fucking scary, dog. He's really, really scary. And, uh, you know, it's just one of them things, man. So I had to check if my mic was on. Had to check. That one half pod was not on the mic. Thank God it didn't work. But, uh... Yeah, you see the paranoia I have with this fucking podcast now after doing this shit six times? Fucking double-checking shit. But he's he's my first uh, forward, and he is going up the ladder on the Defensive Player of the Year charts, and he's just been incredible. Y'all have seen the the stats, the the one where he's in the middle, has all the superstars around him. It's pretty fucking incredible, honestly, it is. And he's fun to watch play. He really is. He's postering everybody every night now. It's hilarious. Um... Coming in at the fourth spot on the third team is Zion Williamson. So, to put this in perspective, Zion Williamson is basically, to me, still a rookie. Like with his games played, I mean, he's now he's just now starting his second season. He's averaging 27-7-4. You heard it right. 27-7-4, shooting 60, like 4% from the field. I don't know what it is now. Once again, this was a week ago. Your shit can change in a week. Um, not drastically, but y'all get what I'm saying. Um, and another, imp, it's like Max Kellerman says, it's not a perfect stat, but it's as close as you're going to get PER. He's third in PER. And that is without Joel Embiid. If you go on ESPN, I don't know if he does yet. He did not qualify for some stats. I know that sounds crazy, but his games played weren't enough for him to qualify for the PER. And right now, um, Joel Embiid had the uh, highest PER of all time above Michael Jordan that crazy year uh, I think it was the year he won defensive player of the year and the scoring title and like MVP and fucked Marilyn Monroe and starred in Playboy and probably made a movie called Space Jam I don't fucking know what he did that year he was amazing right I think that was 1987 so definitely wasn't the Space Jam years I think it was 1987 um I think it was 1987 because I think his rookie year was 85 or is his rookie year 87? His rookie year would have been 87 because he won. Right? I'm tripping. Anyways, whatever. What the fuck ever. Any- <laughs> I'm over here trying to break down oh, Michael Jordan's career. Um, okay, so number five, uh, Rudy go bleh. Rudy go bleh. Oh, shit. Mm. Woo. Rudy go bleh. I'm actually going to throw up. Oh, my God. Stop. <coughs> I will fucking throw up, bro. Y'all can ask me. I have a gag reflex of a two-year-old, bro. 
can barely brush my tongue in the morning. My breath be hot. Woo! Okay, Rudy Gobert, I have to say it now. Like he's This is karma. He's like, yo, throw up, bitch. COVID. <laughs> you get the flu now, motherfucker. All right. He's averaging 14 and 14 three blocks. He shoots eight shots a game. I'm sorry, I can't respect it. And it's just, visually, it's unappealing. Like, I think we all respect Rudy Gobert to a certain extent. We do. It's just a fact. We do. We respect him to a certain extent. But there's a limit on that respect. Like, I'm not bullshitting. It's hard for me to put him in my top 25 the way that he plays. Like, skill-wise, he just ain't got it. He really does this. Uh, uh. That's exactly how he moves. Catch. Ball. Go. Up. Looks like my choppy-ass podcast. And he's just ass. All right, fuck it. He made the team, though. I have to give him that. I'm not an idiot, right? Coming in at the point guard spot on the second team, Chris Paul. My God, this guy's incredible. He's averaging 16, 5, and 9. And what I tell y'all at the beginning of the season, why the Suns were dangerous. Because with Chris Paul, your execution is happening no matter if it's a broken play, whether it's a bad play call, whether somebody does something wrong, someone doesn't set the pick right, or it's an ISO. You're getting a shot. And just to emphasize that, Chris Paul's averaging like 17 points a game, bait 16, and he's shooting almost, I think it's it's as close to his career high in field goal percentage, one. Two, this motherfucker has a 4-to-1 ratio with nine assists a game, Okay. Let's put that in perspective. So if you're an elite, elite NBA player, right? An elite NBA player. Yours is 2 to 2.5 to 1. Literally, that's an elite NBA player. And Chris Paul is 4 to 1. No turnovers, man. He had like a four-game stretch where he had one turnover. I think he had 27 assists and or probably 37 assists and one turnover. He was going bananas, bro. Just what he does. Um, and he's been really fun to watch this year carry that team. It's so funny. So funny. Uh, yeah, he's shooting 49% this year. That's crazy. God damn. I got it written down right here. Um, at the two spot for all NBA second team is Paul George. He will never be off the hook to me. I don't give a fuck what I say. Ten toes, motherfucking down. I said it last year. Everybody's like, Hutter, you're saying what Nick Wright says. No, I didn't. No, I did not. No, I did not. Did I, pre- I predicted them to go to the Western Conference Finals. Right? I did. The reason is a whole different thing than what Nick Wright was saying. Nick Wright was saying they weren't built for it. He was like, they don't have the matchups. I don't give a fuck about that shit. They have Paul George. I've been saying this for fucking five years of my life. If a team has Paul George, they're lucky to get past the first round. And I'm not playing with you. Y'all can like, y'all don't remember what he did in that game when Westbrook is out here putting up Wilt Chamberlain numbers. Paul George is like, oh, Joe Ingles is guarding me. Oh, tough matchup, Bruce Bowen. Oh, shit, it's the white Bruce Bowen. He's fucking locking me up, bro. Can't get a shot off. And it's incredible what he's done this year. I'm not taking away. This is his revenge season for the regular season. He will not have a revenge playoffs. And everybody's trying to, everybody wants to say it. You know, everybody's thinking like, oh, this is Paul George's year. I want y'all to come out and say that shit because I know y'all want to. 
Say it, motherfucker. Say it with your fucking chest because you're going to be fucking wrong. And he may ball all the way. First round. Oh, he's averaging 26. Second round. Oh, he's averaging 25. Third round against the Lakers. What's that sound? It's not me getting pussy. It's him stepping in a puddle of piss. Because he's going to wet that fucking floor up and it's not by his fucking jumper. He's going to have piss running down his leg, getting in his goddamn calf sleeve. Playoff pissy P. George. You understand me? But he's averaging 24-7-5 on 48% shooting this year. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I'm just going to talk my shit this podcast. I know I'm talented as fuck because I have not repeated one joke. One fucking joke. I have not repeated one joke that I did on the first four podcasts. God damn, coming up with new shit. I'm the fucking greatest, bitch. God damn. Let's keep it going, H. The three spot. God, I'm arrogant. I fucking love when I get on this mic. I get so cocky and this one. I'm fucking, ah. Coming at the three spot, man. Sixth in PER. Leads the league in steals. Shooting a career high from the field. Uh, he's kind of good. I don't know if y'all remember last year. He he had a 40-point triple-double um, versus LeBron. Oh, and, and he had another 30-point triple-double against LeBron. Oh, oh, and he had games where he was going clutch shot for clutch shot on LeBron while LeBron was not er, LeBron would not guard him. LeBron would not guard him. He was guarding LeBron. LeBron would refused in game six to guard him, right? After he goes for a 40-point triple-double. He refused. I don't want him. Dear God, no. I'm seeing demons. Jimmy Butler, motherfucker. 21-7-7. The true catalyst of this Heat team. And as that, that win percentage I kept sharing with y'all, 58% this year, we are now 7-1 in our last eight, I believe. Is it? We may be 8-2 in our last 10. That win percentage continues to go up when Jimmy Butler's on the floor. And I have the clip. I saw it. I think I have the clip where I was saying, I basically, I only can say, listen, this is when the Heat are going to turn it up because it feels like the playoffs. And you can see it. If you've watched this play, you see that intensity. You see that defensive intensity. You see Jimmy's aggressiveness on offense to get them the fuck out of there in the first quarter last night against the Charlotte Hornets. It's very impressive. And it's just a whole different mentality. And I'll touch on Dwayne Dedman right now. He's been incredibly effective. A great pickup. And when you see his stats, you're kind of like, what do you mean? What do you mean? It's more of a presence than a statistical category that he has. He's a big body in the paint when we don't have Bam. Y'all act like we didn't have fucking Kelly Olynyk down there trying to grab rebounds over centers, bro. Now we have a legit guy who's coming in for 13 minutes a game and almost getting us 10 and 6. That's it. That's that's incredible to me. And he has games like the other night. Or was it Brooklyn? I don't know what the fuck. It was one of these games the other night. He dropped like 20 and 12 or some shit. Went off. Went off. It was beautiful to see. And he's just been what I thought he would be. Not from the stretch perspective, because he don't have to shoot them bitches because he's just rolling to the basket. But his hands... His finishing ability around the rim and his rebounding ability were getting second chance opportunities. 
and we're not giving up second-chance opportunities as often in that zone with Dwayne Dedman on the floor. And that was, that's what was killing us, and a lot of people weren't really talking about it. And I think people that watched us knew we had a re offense, uh, defensive rebounding issue, even with Jimmy out there, even with Bam out there. Dwayne Dedman has filled that little gap that we needed, and it's cool to fucking see. Anyways, at the four spot, Kawhi Leonard is fourth in PPR, PER, sorry. Sam, I didn't write his stats down. Still didn't write his fucking st- You know what? I, I bet you I can guess this motherfucker's stats. Google his fucking... He's averaged the same shit for four seasons in a row. He's averaging 26, and I'll show it. Hold on. You see all those stats? You see all these right here? Those are all stats. Right here, he does not have his fucking stats. Fourth and PER. I'm showing it on camera. I'm showing it. I bet you he averages 26, 7.7, and 4.3. Shooting 49, 48, 49% from the field, 39% from three. He's done that shit since he started being the star in San Antonio. The same shit. Going out there being the best defender in the world, arguably now. Uh, he, I think his health is deteriorating and people aren't talking about I'm not saying he's a bad defender. He'll never be a bad defender with that length and his hand size. Pause, pause, pause. Whoa. <laughs> his length and his hand size. Ooh. <laughs> Jesus. The glove, huh? What you using the glove for? <laughs> his name's a claw. I know. Still funny. Okay, anyways. Kawhi, Kawhi is Kawhi, man. He is. Um, he's an incredible player. It is stupid that people said that he has the throne now when he beat the fucking high school team. And I think on this podcast, I shared my Draymond Green take. I would take probably 10 players out of the last draft class over him in his prime days. I'm not kidding. I'm not. I'm not. But Hunter, it's about system and opportunity. And he doesn't fit in any system but the Warriors. And he is their cog. Shut the fuck up. Jesus. And I have respect for his basketball IQ. And I said he unlocked some in that offense. I'm talking about skill-wise. God damn, shoot with that fucking backpack on. And at the five spot, it is Joel Embiid. Now, the last time I did this, I broke the rules. Right? I broke the rules, and I put Jokic and Joel in there. And I decided not to do that. I decided to go by the official rules. And I don't think you can do... uh, two centers I, I maybe I fucked up and you could have a forward center in two spots maybe I was wrong um but I just saw one center then forward you know what I mean so he made the second team 30 11 two blocks 38 percent from the three and he's a fucking 7-2 unicorn bro savage this this new and improved mentality of Joel Embiid has made him must must see television must watch every night. I have them on the side most nights. Now, do I sit here and stare at the game? Maybe not. Maybe I'm playing Xbox or something like that. But I'm tuning in. I, I'm. I got my eye. I got one eye on Joel while he's playing. Cause he could do that shit he did to the fucking Heat. Fuck. It, where he goes? What he do in that fucking quarter? Was it like nineteen or twenty? I I want to say it was a twenty-five point quarter. I'm not even kidding. I am almost sure he had a... He started running point guard. 
You know how disrespectful that shit is? To see this fucker against our fucking B team, by the way. Against our 10-day contract team. Start just, he's over here stepping back three, bucket. I'm like, okay, well, Precious Achua's clueless ass. Precious Achua is like a fucking, he's like a deaf dog when he plays defense. (laughs) He's just like, huh? What? What the fuck are you talking about? And that's where Dwayne Dedman comes in. You can fucking hear and do something on the court with a brain. God damn. That kid's a kid's an athlete, though. Nice guy. Great, great come-up story. Uh, but Joel's been incredible. Y'all know what I think about him. Uh, he was my MVP before he got hurt, so it is what it is. Um, coming in at the five spot on the first team, we already know who it is. Jokic, 26-11-8, 57% from the field. Nothing can be said. He's been incredible the entire year. He rarely drops duds, um, you know, and I don't think they go far that far in the playoffs this year. A second round would be a good year for them. I truly believe it. I think anybody they play, probably going seven, man. Probably going seven. Um, I would actually like to see a Portland-Denver rematch. I don't know if you remember that series from two years ago, I believe. That was fucking insane. I think it was game seven went to like three OTs or some shit. Was that what that was, or was it game six? It was fucking nuts. I was at the bar. It was when Landon left the first time. Um, was it the first time? I don't know. He left, though. And, uh, yeah, it was fucking crazy. It was one of the craziest games ever. that, uh, Like, literally, I've ever seen. Um, go look at the highlights of that. was insane. Um, coming in at the four spot. Well, with Jokic, just to say it, where do you rank him in your top five players? You know, it's hard from the aesthetic, like a, a Rudy Gobert thing, right? You want to pick the athletic guy, you know? But from what they do on the court, man, I don't know. I can't argue if somebody puts Jokic in their top five. I'm not mad at it, bro. I ain't mad at it. I'm not. Now, if you're talking two sides of the ball, then he's bottom 20. <laughs> Motherfucker moves like me. Oh, he loves honey buns, doesn't he? Okay, at the four spot, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 28, 11, 6, basically 29. Uh, you know, just another year for Giannis, bro. Three seed, going to probably get 55 wins, 50 wins in a 72-game season. Um, he's incredible. He is truly incredible in that classic game yesterday. Uh, was fantastic. He had four threes that game. Probably fucking career high for his ass. Uh, and he's just fun to watch play, man. I ain't going to lie. Like, it's cool to watch him play. He's pretty exciting. He does some wild shit. Have I watched the Bucks a lot? No, I've caught some of their games, though. I always try to catch the elite of each conference. And with the West, you got fucking 10 teams you have to watch. With the East, it's like four, five, maybe. You know, so um, Giannis, once again, incredible. Incredible player. He's always going to make the first team probably for the rest of his fucking career unless he gets hurt. It's going to be hard to deny that shit, right? Now, this was a tricky one, right? Not Luka being on the team. But, for instance, if I could have two centers, right? Luka is technically a G slash F guard slash forward, right? I would replace him with the guy I'm going to say next and then bring Joel up, right? And then it fucks up the whole shit down here, though. So, I didn't want to overcomplicate myself, right? So, Luka Doncic. At the three spot. Y'all know what I think about Luka. I've been I've been fucking praising him all year. Quit sleeping on him. Hey, ESPN, shut the fuck up. 
you're wrong. Quit tweeting about him. He's going to ball. They're fine. Hunter, why are you using your hands like you're doing a push-up? Listen, I was just saying, <laughs> I was just saying, man, don't count goats out. Don't count them out, man. He's going to be one of the greatest players to ever walk on a basketball court if he stays healthy. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. He's got 10 years left minimum, and I don't see him averaging under 25. Shit, 27. You know what I mean? So, and as he gets more intelligent, dear God. I mean, his stats are going to be ballistic. So the guy I would have replaced, he's been on some bullshit for the last month. Y'all know I love him. Dame Lillard comes in at the on the first team as a second guard. And I don't know what, there's really no argument to me about it. He's got his team in great position for the playoffs. They should be the four seed, in my opinion. They have been, he's been fucking off some games. He's been dropping duds lately. But he still is third in the league in scoring. 29-4-7. And he's still one of the best players in the league, man. And he'll get the job done in the clutch and there's really no defense. He's dropped some duds, but they're still in a good position for the playoffs, you know. Uh, and I think they'll win games when they need to. They just have other holes other than him. They do. They have huge holes. Obviously, he's not a hole. And neither is CJ McCollum. Pause. Um, you know, it is what it is. I think he's a first-teamer. That's a biased take, of course. But I don't think it's outlandish. Who the fuck are you going to put in there over him? You're going to put Bradley Beal? I don't. I think it's it the only thing that's replaceable on my list possibly is Bam and he's not. He's not replaceable. But if you have if you haven't watched us and don't know his impact, I understand. Maybe Zion because of his playoff positioning, but he's been dominant. Russell Westbrook easily could be replaced by his teammate. Right? By his teammate. Um I think Russell Westbrook has stepped up more than Bradley Beal has. I know he had a 45-er the other night, something like that, no T against the Spurs. But Russell Westbrook has upped his play to another level, and that's what's pushing them over the hill to me. And coming in at the one-guard spot is Stephen Curry. He's been dominant. Crazy. We all know the stats. Uh, when I recorded this last week, his last 10 games, this is what his averages were. 39-6-5. and five. 49% from three. Somebody fucking calling me? What the fuck is going on over here? Anyways, 49% from three. Four of his last seven, he hit 10 threes. Oh, and this stat I wrote down, I went to the calendar and I looked. Since March 29th, he had one game under 30 points. That's fucking incredible. And that was basically at the end of last month. So he went a whole month with only scoring one game under 30. You know how fucking crazy that is? So he's just upped his play, and he is single-handedly, once again, single-handedly carrying this team to the playoffs. And it's been fun as fuck to watch for me. I love this shit. Fun, cool, awesome. Would like to see more of it. Will tune in. Love it. Okay. So that is really my uh, all NBA teams. I want to talk about UFC 261. That's how far back this. Uh, that's two weeks ago. That's how far I recorded this podcast the first couple times, and it was ass the first time, and then it was fucking up the next seven. Um, but yeah, man, that's really all all I got for you. 
I will talk about the LeBron thing real quickly. And uh, to me, we're getting a misconception, right? I just got a tweet shared with me by Chris talking about how uh, Worldwide Wob, uh, Rob Perez, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, he actually follows me, he follows everybody, it's nothing to brag about. But uh, he talks about this year is the year LeBron gets back to his team being doomed 10 games before the playoffs. And then he comes out and wins a championship. And guess what? What's everybody doing? I'm getting told in Xbox Live parties, you can't call LeBron the best in the world anymore. You can't. He's hurt. And then they go, but I'll take Kevin Durant. Somebody get your friends. Somebody get their ass. Because I got on them. I said, wait, what? I'll take Kawhi. Wait, what? Huh? To my injuries, bitch. Kawhi. KD. Drake. I just didn't understand it. AD is more, I'm more skeptical about AD than anybody on that team right now. And it's not about the level of play he's at. Yes, do I think AD checks out of games? And he's like, yeah, there's a guard on me. Do I want to shoot it? Oh, I don't know. Ah, fuck it. I'll, three seconds left on the shot clock, AD. Put the fucking ball up. I nothing but that. And then some days it's AD is struggling tonight. He's six for 21. I think he checks out some games. But we have to realize these things that are philosophies in sports are real. When you win your first ring, when you win that first one, remember what LeBron did in the regular season? Cruise control. Now, prime LeBron cruise control is a different, other than MJ, Kobe. Kobe and MJ don't cruise, though. Kobe and MJ are fucking pedal to the metal the whole game. And I get us. Why we love them? Their mentality's different. Shut the fuck up. All right? Jesus. Let's not make this a debate all the time. Let me talk about one guy and one guy only. I didn't bring up, I brought the other guy up as a compliment. Okay? Doesn't have to be a debate. Well, this is why he's the greatest while you're talking. Listen, man. He was cruising. Cruising after beating OKC. You know, and you had those games, you just fucking check out, drop your 25, 27, 9, and 9, and go home. But when it hit playoff time, click. Click. Let's boot this boost this resume, right? And I'll just predict this now. The next 12 games you see the Lakers. I will I will draw the play for you. Do I have a pen or anything? Anyways, do I have my marker? Is it in there? Hold on. Oh yeah, we're doing X and O's, baby. We're doing X and O's. Ah, can't read the fucking marker. Fuck, I'm gonna pull my fucking hip. I'm a fucking ah, moving dick. Okay, you know what? Why did I sound like a fucking pulled a hernia? Anyways, listen. I was going to draw a play for you. You know what? Here. No, I'm not drawing it. Fuck it. Listen. The thing that they're going to have all these open shots on, man, they're going to show it 100 times. They had this one action. LeBron has the ball. He may take a screen or not, right? Let's say he's on the elbow. Let's all picture this. Anthony Davis is on the op- like he's on the, the three-point line on the elbow. Anthony Davis is on the opposite free-throw line elbow. Uh, Andre Drummond comes and sets a pick behind him. Now, they got a choice. Are we going to let AD go to the rim 
Drummond go to the rim. Let AD get a switch. Let Drummond get a switch. Let LeBron get doubled off that pick. Or are we just going to play this straight up and somebody's going to get wide open? It's it's, it's an unguardable play. It's that play we ran with uh, LeBron in Miami. That cross screen in the post. We ran that set every play we need to bucket. It was it was undeniable. It was that game six. We ran that play over and over against us and over and over. Tony Parker's on fucking LeBron layup, layup, layup. And that, that play's going to be unstoppable. I remember three plays in a row they ran it. They got a lob to Drummond, a missed wide open shot by AD, and a lob to Drummond. When I was watching the game, and then it was over. But, yeah. That's all I had to say about it. I think there's a misconception, man. It's fucking LeBron, bro. You finally got a chance again to set your narrative. LeBron's not the favorite this year. <laughs> You're a fucking moron. Yeah, he is. Fucking Brooklyn Nets. Well... You know, guys, that's all for me. Um, yeah, man. I, I enjoyed this. We should do it again sometime. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I hope y'all enjoyed it. I came back with an hour, bro. Came back and gave you a fuck ton of shit. Gave you a lot of content. So, I hope y'all eat this up, man. And I love y'all to death. And guess what? The pod goat is out. Dude!